our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. And on the line, I'm joined now by registered nurse Lofuno Nekoda. And he's also, like I said, a mental health counselor, HIV trainer and counselor, occupational health nurse practitioner. He's also in the pharmaceutical space as well. And so, um, yeah, he's on the line with me. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, Maruti. Good morning, Swagile. I'm doing so well. I'm highly blessed and favored. And uh, how are you doing this morning? We're doing very well. Thank you so much for talking to us this morning. Um, It's amazing that we would have this whole package in one person. But praise the Lord for that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. And so we're talking HIV, but we we have noticed um, how the awareness has gone a little bit down where HIV and, and AIDS are concerned uh, due to COVID-19. How serious is HIV still um, during this time, even when we are looking at COVID-19? All right. Uh, firstly, I would love to appreciate this time that you have afforded me. And I want to say greeting to the family of Radio Pulpit. And uh, I'm so humbled to be within your space today. Uh, Coming back to your question, uh, the seriousness of the HIV still remains. Uh, There's no change. Mm -hmm. It's just just that as a society, uh, we have adopted a scandalous approach where one scandal... Uh, outdoes uh, the, 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 the former. So it's like when, you know, a new scandal comes into play, mm. we we forget the former or the previous scandal. That's exactly how I view our approach as a nation mm-hmm. to this kind of pandemics, uh, to a point where we have kind of shifted our focus to the current COVID pandemic, and we have kind of neglected or forgotten about the existence of the HIV and AIDS. And and uh, and would we still say that it's, it's still a pandemic as much as COVID nineteen is? Uh, we wouldn't rather acquit it. Okay. To say it's no longer a problem because it is still a problem. Looking at the statistics, it is still very much. A problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll, I'll come to the, as I have mentioned, the statistics rather. Uh, you know, I want us to understand that globally, um, 28.2 million people, uh, you know, were accessing treatment as of 30 June this year, globally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This means that we have a serious problem. I mean, if it wasn't a problem, we wouldn't be saying, you know, we, would be, we, we wouldn't be recording 28.2 million people. Uh, it means that infection, infections are still occurring on okay. a daily basis. And they are saying 1.5 million people uh, became newly infected with HIV in 2020. Hmm. 1.5 million people. And because of the current uh, focus that we are, you know, kind of shifting our energies to, we tend to neglect such st- statistics. We, can't, we, we, we tend to 
forget about such. Mm. And, the, and they're saying 680,000 people actually died from mm. HIV AIDS related illnesses in 2020. That was just last year. 680,000 people. Hmm. So, so it is still a, a problem, yes. It's yes. still, it's still a, a, a challenge that still needs to be tackled. But now, yes. okay, and now um, in terms of people knowing about it, um, mm. are we still having people who are still in the dark where HIV is concerned or we just shifted um, from it to COVID-19? But people are aware of HIV. Uh, I would say people are aware of HIV because uh, a lot of platforms are being used to that effect to to relay the information. However, because now there is this new elephant in the room, uh, the focus has kind of shifted to COVID-19 rather uh, to a point where it's like people now care less about the HIV and other and, and any other conditions that we are still living with. So basically, uh, the knowledge is there, access to knowledge is there. It's just that, uh, you know, this new elephant, like I said in the beginning, that we are approaching this whole uh, saga with the scandalous approach. It's, okay. it's, like, a new, it's, a, it's like a new juicy scandal that outdoes the previous one. Okay. So the, fo- the focus now is in this new one. Sure. And how important is um, taking one's medication um, for people who are diagnosed with HIV? I know that now things have changed. Once one is diagnosed with HIV, you find that the person is given ARVs immediately. They start they start taking the course. Um, they, it's not like in the previous years when we were growing up where a person needed to start feeling a little bit ill and then that's when they would start getting ARVs. Now people are getting ARVs from the onset. But you find that along the journey with all the disturbances and everything else and with people now feeling like they are okay um, and they stop taking it. And I think this is the mental... Uh, we deal with medication this way. We mentally, we do that even when it comes to influenza, when we got flu, when I feel a little bit better, I'm no longer taking the medication that was given to me. Um, and I stop a little bit because ugh, no, I'm okay. So how important is, is it for people who have been diagnosed with HIV to continue with their medication and what the, what are the dangers of them just abruptly, um, stopping? All right. Um, it is very much important that people um, adhere or continue with medication as prescribed by their doctors. I will emphasize that as prescribed by their doctors or any other clinician for that matter, because some will get the medication from clinics or elsewhere. However, uh, I will go back to the point that you just made that previously, um, especially in, in South Africa, I will focus on South Africa. Mm. Uh, you, would, you wouldn't be tested today and get your results and be put on medication there and there. You will have to wait for a certain stage when your CD4 cell count was there for less than 200. Mm. Then mm. you would qualify to be put on medication. But where you're, when your CD4 cell count was 
reasonably high and stuff like that, they will say, no, let's wait. And then I personally had to, uh, for my own benefit, for my own knowledge, uh, since, well, you know, I've been doing the trainings and stuff like that, I I had to ask as to what was the reason, because in other countries, Mm. people will be tested positive and receive medication right Mm. there. Mm. And um, one of the reasons were... Uh, the economical reasons because the medication was expensive. Expensive. Mm. And number two, it was um, the, 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 the you know the this 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 the risk related to people who feel fine and when you just start them on medication, it was assumed that they would be um, you'd weaken the okay high, no high chances of them actually defaulting or stopping taking ah, medication okay. then 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 they felt if we rather wait until they become sickly then when they take medication they would see the benefits thereof and continue mm. that, that, that those were some of the reasons and that they were not justifiable uh but anyway we thank god that you know later on uh, we adopted uh this approach where as long as the person tests positive, they get started. They get started on medication right there. And now, uh, the benefits would be: remember, the benefits of testing. One knows their status. Mm-hmm. They are able to. Yeah, when you know your status, you are able to take care of yourself, and uh, and even to take care of others. And now, coming to the issue that we are talking about now of medication. Um, you know, the medication prolongs life. It prolongs the quality of life. So it is important that people continue taking their medication, even when they feel fine. Because mm. anyway, because anyway, within few weeks or months of taking medication, people get fine. And anyway, uh, we don't start people on medication because they are actually sick. You know, they will be feeling fine. So they, they still have to continue with the medication, whether or not mm. they feel fine or they don't feel fine. Mm. So it's n- it's not about feeling fine or not feeling fine. And now I have personally engaged with some people who defaulted or opted to stop taking medication. Yeah. And, and some will say, uh, I stopped taking medication because uh, the, 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 the people that I was associating with told me that I can stop as long as I'm okay. Huh. Yes, I've personally engaged with people who would share uh, such experiences. Our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. Ruti, you are still explaining one thing that um, you have spoken personally to people during your 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 training and even after when you were um, dealing with patients who were diagnosed with HIV, you were also sp- talking to others personally who have stopped because some other people told them, you're okay, now you can stop. And what were the repercussions or the results? Okay, thanks very much. And I apologize for the... The repercussion thereof would be uh, people then, after some few weeks or months, they will become very much sick. Hmm. And when they become sick, then... uh, they would have to have their blood checked. Oh. And, 
now. Maruti, you're cracking. Oh, am I cracking? Yes. I don't know if you can move. I don't know if you moved where you were at before. Oh, I'm, I'm still Now you're perfect. Spot. All right. No, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, so now, what happens is that this is someone who has just stopped medication. Mm-hmm. Then it would be fortunate if they can still be put on the same line because we have got the first line of treatment, the second line of treatment, and stuff like that. So now the first line of treatment is basically, you know, the one that uh, people are started off with generally if there are no issues. Yeah. And now in most cases you find that the virus now has become resistant Ah. to the previous medication that the person was using. So they have to be switched mm. to to another line. Mm. And in terms of side effects or adverse effects, you find that, you know, that, 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 when, you are, when you are switched to another line, uh, you, you have to now experience and endure a bit worse side effects or adverse effects than the previous ones that you had to encounter when you started off with medication. Hmm. And it's not easy. And you find that some of the people, because of the adverse effects or the side effects that are kind of uncomfortable hmm. when they are put on those other lines, they, they, they don't adhere. They then quit. So, which eventually led them to maybe complicating and even tight. Sure. Okay. That is like really serious. I think it's the same thing where TB is concerned, right? Yes, it is the same thing. Sure. And I, I can assume that maybe with all, not all, but some of the medical conditions, that could be the, the same um, um, result of one uh, stopping, you know, where they're supposed to be taking their uh, medication. Now, over yes. James Ferdinand Fanzel asks this pro, uh, this question. Um, he says that there, there's another thing that he has noticed, that people are selling ARV medication to drug dealers. And he's asking um, how big the problem is. Are we aware of it? All right. Th- thanks, my brother. How are you, Pastor Fanzel? I remember at some point, before that was popular in South Africa, I went to this country in Zambia. I was doing a session there. Um, Now, (laughs) ARVs were accessible on the street Mm. in in Zambia at that time. Was it legal? Was it legal? It it wasn't legal. So anyway, the stigma that people there were... We were addressing was contrary to the stigma that South Africans were kind of faced with. Because in South Africa at that time, if you were, uh, you know, of a particular size body-wise, the moment you start losing weight, mm. they start pointing fingers to say, "Oh, probably you are sick, and you should be having HIV, and you should be having HIV, or you should be having, you should be sick." You should be suffering from AIDS. But it, in Zambia, when I was engaging with them, they said, no, here, if <laughs> you gain weight, if you are kind of uh, thinner or slender, the moment you start gain, gaining weight, 
they stigmatize oh. you to say you should be on ARC mm. because they were easily accessible. Mm. It is a problem which is very much well known globally mm. uh, because some of the drugs that people use, uh, you know, on the street, uh, the, 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 the mixtures that they make and, you know, this, that they sniff and other stuff, some of them are known to be um, a combination of ARV drugs and other stuff. Mm. So, so it is a very well-known problem, yes. Sure. Now, as we are getting deeper and deeper into the COVID-19 season, now we're learning of the is it, uh, Omicron variant yes. and all these others that are still going to come. How important is it for us to also remember that we still have another pandemic that we still need to work at? And what are the things that we can do to make sure that we always are aware of um, the presence of a, a, a HIV with us? Definitely, uh, you are spot on. We we cannot ignore that HIV and other conditions are still in existence in our midst. And the only thing that we need to do, you know, with HIV, it's very simple. Uh, I don't have to wait for symptoms. I don't have to wait to be sick. I just have to be tested. That's the only message that I can give. We just have to know our status. And, uh, you know, they, they, especially with men, there is this notion that ah, as long as uh, my wife gets pregnant and she, she gets tested, if she comes back negative, then it means I am negative. Yeah. HIV status doesn't go by in community of property. <laughs> mm. No, one should get tested okay. and know. I can't assume my status through the other. Okay. I have to be tested, know my status, and then I have to protect myself. I have to ensure that I'm safe. And, you know, those basic things to say, um, stick to your one partner, abstain, be faithful, uh, obviously, the, the, the condoms, because they, I mean they are part of the deal in the in the in the in the education process, you know, just to protect yourself and to ensure that you don't just touch blood with your bare hands unnecessarily or fluids, because that's how people get uh, infected. Mm. Mm. Okay. Now I was talking to somebody last week. Um, who was talking about the stigma still being very alive, um, especially in townships where they go to public clinics for treatment to get their ARVs. But now you find that they, the, the people who are going to collect ARVs now know each other. They have become a community. They know each other. We know that, no, we are all taking ARVs. And everybody who goes into the clinic knows that, no, that when you're on that queue, you are HIV positive. And she says it continues to spread the stigma. Your take on that? All right. Um, ideally, ideally, I don't know where that is still happening. However, ideally, all chronic patients should be seen from the same consultation rooms. 
There shouldn't be a particular or specific consultation room for HIV patients. Mm. Uh, Okay, patients can know one another because they are groups. Uh, We have got things called IAC and stuff like that where people who are newly diagnosed are trained and, you know, they are empowered Mm. Mm. on how to take their medication and how to take care of themselves and stuff like that for a certain period. So obviously, from those scenarios, people may get to know one another. However, when it comes to the system of assisting patients collect their medications from Mm -hmm. facilities, um, the Department of Health has, you know, provided a strategy Mm -hmm. which doesn't discriminate people. When you get there, you don't get in that particular consultation room for a particular condition. Uh, you get there for any other condition. Okay. You will get it's, 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 it's one stop for all. Okay. Yeah. Now, somebody was also talking about um, the the what? How alcohol badly affect one taking ARVs. There are still people who would go get their ARVs um, and then continue to take alcohol. What are the dangers in that? Okay. Uh, alcohol, with or without HIV, has got a detrimental effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, alcohol damages the liver. Alcohol does a lot of things. However, let's look at it from this perspective. The treatment that people get uh, works on the liver. It, you know, the liver does a lot of things to ensure that, you know, the medication is absorbed and, you know, all those technical stuff. I, I will just simply say the liver works a lot where medication is involved. Mm. Now, you are taking the alcohol, which then overloads your liver because the mm. liver has, has to work hard to ensure that you know your that the alcohol content in the body you know is broken is down of, yeah okay. and here is the drug here is the alcohol then you can see that you know it won't work even not with hiv medication there are medications that uh, will be specifically um prescribed and there will be an indication to say not to be taken with alcohol. Mm. So even if it's not an ARV drug or mm. treatment for that matter. So alcohol it doesn't do well with, with a lot of medication, including mm. HIV, yeah. Um, James Ferdinand Fanzel saying, and he says, some smoke it with nyaupe, sure, yes. like the ARVs. And, um, okay, as we are closing, I see Bishop um, Herbert saying good morning, my sister and the family at large. World AIDS Day. May the good Lord heal the infected and the affected. As according to Second Chronicles 7, verses 14. And, uh, yeah, as we close it, Muruti, what do we say to uh, those infected and affected? Uh, to those that are infected, I will start with those that are infected. I will say uh, there's nothing that God cannot do. Mm-hmm. And I will say they need to...
trust God and continue taking their medication as prescribed. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't object. As a pastor, I know God heals. However, I want to bring a very sensitive statement forward here to say to all my Christian community brothers out there, uh, how about we use the Jesus approach to the lepers? When he healed them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priest. Mm. You remember that? Mm. I think that approach will save a lot of lives, even with any other chronic condition, including HIV. We have lost a lot of members to HIV because they were told to stop medication Mm. by us, pastors, prophets, and other people within the fivefold ministry. Why don't we say, I've prayed for you. I'm trusting God you are healed. Go and show yourself to the one who prescribed medication for you. That person should be the one who stops you from taking medication because he will see you are healed. Mm, so not not take it from <laughs> the pulpit. No, from the pulpit, no. <laughs> the pulpit didn't start this person on medication, so they cannot discharge. This they person do not from have medication. the right to. They don't. Okay. We should have. We should rather say, go show yourself to the priest. Go back go to your, your doctor. Go to your doctor who okay. started you off on meds, mm. and then he will discharge you because okay. he will see that you don't need it. And and as you said earlier on, um, you did encourage to continue taking medication as prescribed by your doctors. That, that one, I will never stop saying that. Okay. I encourage people to continue taking their medication until the doctor who prescribed it says, now you can stop. Okay, then. That is a registered nurse, mental health counselor, HIV trainer and counselor, occupational health and nurse practitioner also in the pharmaceutical space, uh, Pastor Lufuno Negota. Thank you so much uh, for the insight. We have learned quite a lot today on um, HIV. And yes, it still continues. The battle still continues. And I believe that one can live positive, being positive, you know, with HIV. I believe that that is possible. Definitely. It's very possible. And as I was, uh, you know, addressing the issue of the infected, I left out the issue of the affected. So those that are affected, oh, okay. yep. just keep supporting um, your loved ones. Because, and, and, and usually <laughs> what I've noticed, it's very easy to point fingers to someone to say they are HIV infected. And, and, and we're even ignorant to a point of saying they've got AIDS because we don't even... Uh, you know, understand understand the difference. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm happy you 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 elaborated that in your introduction. Um, I, I I I it's very difficult. It will be very difficult for someone who has gone through the process of pre-test counseling, get tested, wait for results anxiously, and when the results come. Mm and they get their status to be negative, they are told to wait for maybe six weeks and come back again for another test, just in case it's a window period. That person would never stigmatize someone 
who is HIV infected because they know the process. Mm -hmm. So many people who are quick to discriminate are those that don't even know their status. Sure. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and remember, that which is not positive is not anybody. Wow. Can I be deep? Okay. I would like for you to, because we are wrapping up, because we are wrapping up, okay. a quick one. A quick one. Yep. That which is positive is not anybody. That which is positive is the virus. Because, mm. you know, you oh, know in, in, yes. in medical terms, when we test people, uh, we are not test, when, when we say positive, we are saying present. Mm. So a person will never be absent. A person who is alive will always be present. So it means every living being is positive by virtue of their availability. <laughs> so now we are actually checking the availability of the virus. So when we say positive, we are saying the virus is there. So mm. not we cannot personalize the virus. Okay, then. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Muruti. A blessed one unto you. Uh, for family members seeking to talk to you directly, are you available? Yes, I'm very much available. Um, they can contact me mm-hmm. at my cell phone number, mm-hmm. 067-264-5444. Yep. Zero six seven two six triple four five four. Wow, thank you so much for uh, today. We have learned quite a lot on these, and um, I think we need to take uh, precautionary measures, make sure that we are well informed, and um, for those that are on treatment to continue. Um, and also to support each other, you know, as families, as, as friends, and no stigmas should be attached to anyone's life because they are diagnosed with HIV. Thank you so much, Muruti. A blessed, blessed one unto you. A blessed one to you and the family at large. I'm grateful and humbled to be in your show today. May God richly bless you. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM.